0: Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. I'm always begging for extra time. Today on this Friday, we get
1: a little bit of extra time. We get an extra hour, one hour long, one hour strong. We're going 1 to 4 o'clock here on this Friday. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond Cotton and your boy, Q. And I'll tell you right now, I know we got an extra hour, but it's still going to fly by. So you better buckle up. Do what you got to do because this hour or this not hour, but this uh, couple hours is going to go by so quick. We got a lot of great guests to get to on today's show. We got a lot to talk about coming off the heels of JT the Brick, who uh, has an event going on at over at Allegiant Stadium. So that's why I'm jumping in an hour early. And then, of course, we'll pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor to close things out from 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. We got things started this morning with Clay and Pritch on the morning tailgate. They did a fantastic job. And, of course, it's so funny. You cannot talk about the Raiders at all without talking about the head coaching search or the GM search. And mainly you can't talk without talking about Josh McDaniels
2: because they're intertwined now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and it's really just, it's so funny. Uh, sometimes i like to sit back and I'll, uh, I'll kind of monitor what's going on on Twitter without trying to be interactive on Twitter. And man, I'll tell you for the last couple of days, Josh McDaniels, that name alone has just, just set Twitter
2: off. Exactly. It's funny, like the the swing from Monday to Friday, it's been it's been ridiculous. Cause I'm not a Scoops guy, you're not a Scoops guy, but it's just like, oh, we're hearing Ed Dodds and uh, right, and Jim Harbaugh till so Wednesday, middle of the week. Now we're hearing Ziggler and McDaniel's, and that swing from I could get and behind. And it that. might
1: not be any of
2: them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they go with someone completely different, well will there'll be egg on everybody's face. But that swing from that's the combo to this is the combo, and people are mad. It's so funny. We're going to
1: get to this in a couple minutes as soon as we jump into the opening drive. But it's just so funny how the temperature has changed and how everyone was excited that the Raiders were taking their time. Now, all of a sudden, all the Raiders are taking time. What's going on? You know, I mean, it's just just with one change in name, you take one name out, and put another name in there. All of a sudden, the Raiders went from being a really smart franchise to doing things the right way to what the hell are they doing? It's so funny, and like I said, we'll get into it uh, in in great detail coming up on the opening drive uh, for the show. But as I mentioned, we have a lot of really good guests to get to. I'm very excited about it. We're going to close out this week really strong and uh, head into the weekend, and who knows what's going to happen over the weekend. We do know Josh McDaniels is is supposed to interview with the Raiders on Saturday, so you might hear some news Saturday night. You might not hear any news till next week, but... I'm sure something's gonna shake out sooner rather than later. But coming up on the show today, Mike Debate, he's host of Locked On Patriots, and I'm having and I'm playing this interview. And this actually I had on the on the podcast, but I didn't realize how good an interview this was gonna be. I hit him up, because again, he covers the Patriots like a glove for Locked On Podcast Network. And I wanted to get his thoughts on Josh McDaniels. I wanted to get his thoughts on Dave Ziegler and He knocked it out of the park. I mean, it was an absolute home run. So I'm excited about this interview. So I'm going to play this interview for you at 1.30. You know, since we have an extra hour, I thought, you know what, go ahead and give a little bit more intel. And we've been doing a lot of this anyway We've been going behind the scenes and checking out every one of these names that have been associated with the Raiders as far as head coaches or GM or both go. So uh, I thought this was a really good interview. I'm going to play this at 1.30. It's Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots. Uh, He'll be on the show at 1.30. Then at 2.30, Aaliyah Gales. She's a point guard from Spring Valley High School right here in Las Vegas, and she was actually named the other day to the McDonald's All-American team. And anyone who covers or follows basketball at all, worth the salt, and anyone who's ever paid attention to you know, high school, college, and obviously headed to the NBA uh, basketball, or, or if, if it's uh, the women's game, knows that being a McDonald's All-American is nothing to shake a stick at. Being a McDonald's All-American is awesome. And then to have one in your own backyard is even better.
2: It's the biggest honor for a high school player, if you ask me. It's the
1: biggest honor. It's the biggest honor. I mean, all the greats of the greats have been named McDonald's All-Americans. It's just as simple as that. She's going to get an opportunity to go play uh, over in Chicago. And uh, how big is that? You know I mean? Just knowing that you're on that kind of setting uh, in Chicago. But she's also a USC commit. So after her... uh, is wrapped up and her her high school career is uh, wrapped up she'll be headed to Southern Cal she'll be headed to USC and that's a big deal that's a big program right there so uh, we'll have Aaliyah Gales on from uh, Spring Valley High School they just played the other day uh, matter of fact it was senior night and they lost by a couple points but man they've had a really good uh, season so far both in conference play and overall so uh, they're a really good team though matter of fact they're gonna be playing Coronado tomorrow. I believe they're uh, playing in Henderson tomorrow. Uh, but either way you look at it, uh, Aaliyah going to join the show at 2.30 and I'm uh, excited to talk to her. And, and I do this a lot on the show. Uh, I like to talk Raiders. I like to talk football. I like to talk the grand scheme of things, but I also like to talk uh, live and local. I like to make sure that we take care of the, the community that we're in and Spring Valley High School. And Aaliyah Gales is part of the the community that we're in so i'm definitely going to highlight her and anyone else that i get an opportunity to highlight throughout the course of the football season was able to highlight a lot of high school football coaches thought that that was fun obviously the other day we had a principal ui on uh he, he, he's from woolly uh, elementary he's got an opportunity to go to the super bowl that's community-based we are going to make sure that's one of our that's one of our biggest jobs you know, it's not it's not even a challenge. It's just one of our biggest jobs. It's one of the criteria is to make sure that we take care of home and we take care of the community. So Aaliyah will join us at 2.30. Then, three o'clock, Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk. She's gonna join the show. She'll talk about all the coaching hires. We'll get her thoughts on Josh McDaniel. She's been covering the the NFL like a glove for a very long time. Matter of fact, she's a Hall of Famer. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Her and John McClain, both uh, Hall of Famers. So, uh, you know, as we have John on each and every week, we, we uh, sprinkle Shereen in every once in a while as well. So she's going to join us to talk about all the coaching hires, talk about Josh McDaniels, talk about what she knows about him and uh, what she's hearing around the rest of the league about him. Because, of course, Raider Nation's already got their mind made up that he's terrible. If you leave it up to Raider Nation, you could can cancel the season. They don't even. I, I actually had, and again, I don't want to get too far into this because I want to talk about it in the opening drive. I actually had someone tell me that they're they're done with the Raiders if they make oh, that hire. Oh no! Yeah, I've seen that already. It's oh, January. Oh no! It's January twenty. Already
2: done forever, or just for next season? I don't oh, know. Man. I don't know,
1: but they're already canceling their subscription. Oh no! We and the guy hasn't even back. interviewed yet.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's the
1: funniest thing. He hasn't even interviewed yet. But I, like did I said, see
2: um, someone tweet out my favorite Josh McDaniel memory, and it was like when the Raiders were up against the Broncos, like fifty something to like 14. That's funny. And I think that's already people like he couldn't even beat the Raiders when he was, when he was coaching there. I don't know.
1: It's always going to be a a negative when it comes to him. He is just uh, such a lightning rod. And it's, it's just so funny to see the reaction again. Like I said, I just kind of been sitting back and looking at all the reaction that I've been seeing the past couple days. Uh, behind Josh McDaniels and it's just it's pretty funny but uh, we'll also talk some AFC and NFC conference championship games with Shireen so that's all coming up at three o'clock and then three thirty, our guest lineup ro- uh, rounds out with Paloma Villicana from Fox 5 Sports uh, she's actually on the road right now with the Running Rebels they'll play tonight Colorado State and uh, she'll talk to us about that Running Rebel program who uh, I don't know if you noticed DeMond but in conference play so far They've lost a game, won a game, lost a game, won a game, lost a game, won a game. They haven't gone on a losing streak, and they haven't gone on a winning streak. But that's, that's just kind of what they've done so far in conference play.
2: It'd be a lot better if everybody was San Jose State. You know, that'd really help out the team a little bit because that seems like the only team that, you know, they've got those two wins and that they've dominated against because everybody else, it seems like it's a tough battle. And it doesn't hurt when it doesn't help when you got uh, three starters that are going to be out tonight.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I just saw that news roll out. Matter of fact, Paloma just tweeted that out. So that'll be one of the first things that we ask her when she joins the show at 3.30. And if you're a UNLV fan or you're just looking for something to do later on tonight, ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, uh, Tyler Bischoff, he's actually going to be at PT's Pub on 1089 East Tropicana. At Maryland Parkway, uh, it's right next to UNLV. He'll be there from six to eight PM, watching the Running Rebels and Colorado State. So you could definitely go by, check him out. He'll have some prizes to give out, and uh, PTs is a fun place to go. So I think I'm gonna slide by there and check it out, see what Tyler's got going on. But uh, it's our sister station, so we always want to make sure. Hey, you that got the and you'll fit right in. Oh well, I fit in anywhere, man. You know, I mean, there ain't nowhere. The I there, I, know, I fit the you colors. The colors? Maybe
2: I should go to the house and go get my UNLV hat so I can wear it. Oh, that's that's nice. Well, you don't wear hats, so yeah, yeah wear it Maybe I should go get the yeah. UNLV hat and put <laughs> it on. When's the last time you saw Should've... me wear a hat? Never. I've never seen you wear a hat. <laughs> Almost a year.
1: Never I got seen two. Me. I got two nice UNLV hats at the house, though. Courtesy of the, courtesy of the Soto's. <laughs> Untouched. <laughs> but they're sitting up there. They look good. They look good. <laughs> <laughs> But Palomo Villacana will join us at 3.30 from Fox 5 Sports. Now, let's go ahead and jump into it. I've been itching to, to get into this conversation ever since about, I don't know, 8.30 this morning. Let's get into the opening drive.
0: The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever.
1: All right, let's get into this right now, man. Off top, Josh McDaniels. We know that he was the head coach in Denver. We know that uh, DJ Williams has put him out there for uh, going six and zero, and then their cameraman gets caught uh, filming a, a a practice, and then the rest of the the rest of the season goes to hell. We all know that. We know he traded up for Tim Tebow. I said it yesterday. I made my my feelings about that. I thought that that was silly. We all know that he left the Colts at the uh, at the at the altar. He didn't he didn't go through with what he said he was going to do. His commitment to the team. Not that I would was there not that you were there not that the mind was there none of us was there to know the circumstances first of all he could have just changed his mind I said it before it's better that he changed his mind before he signed and actually signed on the paper on the dotted line and actually I don't know took over the job it's much better that he he, he changed his mind before he ever got started and instead of changing his mind I don't know a month in and saying hell the hell with this I'm out which he could have done that and look it's gonna sound like I'm defending him and I'm not what I'm doing It's just trying to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, he's just learned a lot from Belichick. I mean, we don't know know what he's learned from Belichick. And and the whole point of this is when he was the head coach in Denver, which a lot of people are holding against him, when was that, DeMond? That was 2010. Yep. That was 12 years ago. What were you doing 12 years ago? I'm just curious. What were you doing? I was in middle school. Have you changed any in 12 years? Eh, A couple of things. I mean, I know you haven't grown much as far as height, (laughs) but have you grown as a person in 12 years? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I can tell you personally, in 2010, you know what I was doing? I was getting my ass on a damn Amtrak to take a train all the way from Fresno, California to Waco, Texas without a clue of what I was about to do. I knew that I had a job opportunity, and I didn't know how that job was going to go. Didn't know what it looked like. Didn't know where I was going to live. I only had two bags in my hands. Had nothing. Had no idea what I was going to do when I got there, but I was going to take a shot. That was in 2010. Twelve years later, I'm a lot different person than I was then. So it's so crazy how the Raiders have gone through all this big, long research. They have taken their time. There's only two coaches hired so far. They've been taking their time with their coaching search, their GM search. They've been trying to make sure they they turn over every stone and check it out and make sure that they got this thing right because they know how important this is. And everyone is so quick to judge to the point where this morning I saw people talking about, I'm done with the Raiders if they make this hire. And I said, that's going to break you? Like, that's going to break you out of everything the Raiders have been through. A guy coming in for an interview that might end up being really good. Now, he might be worth the crap. Let's be honest. He might not be good at all. None of us know. None of us know. There ain't one swinging D that's listening right now that knows if he's going to be good or not, including me. But, man, can the guy at least get in and get a damn interview before you rush to judgment and say he's going to be terrible? How does anybody know? Can you let Mark Davis be the the judge of if he's a good interview? What if he gets in an interview room and you say, oh, man, this ain't who I thought he was. Oh, this guy's terrible. I don't want to. How do they know? You know, how do they know until they talk to him? But everyone is rushing to judgment so quick and talking about the Raiders are a dumpster fire. They're making all these mistakes. I had a guy tell me today that I'm out of my damn mind and I'm well under 20 years old. If if I think that this could be a potentially good hire, and I said well under twenty years old, hell, I was I wasn't well under twenty years old the last time the Raiders went to the
2: Super Bowl. Hell, I was twenty seven. That's a weird. Nah, insult. he's trying he's
1: trying to say I'm young and naive. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's what he was trying <laughs> okay, to say. But you. he tried to hit me with a, a jab. <laughs> oh, you must be well under thirty years old to to think that this is going to be a good hire. And I said, ha, I wish I was well under thirty years old. Give me a break. But everyone has the answer without even seeing what the guy has to offer. And I know, uh, like I said, I can never speak for anyone but myself. I just know in 12 years, I'm a lot different person. I'm a lot more mature. I'm a lot more responsible. I mean, uh, attention to detail. I dress differently. I mean, everything about me is different. different. Everything about me. You've been to the house, you know. You saw me. (laughs) You saw some old pictures, right? Big white tees. The game has changed. People grow. Hell, I got a son in college now. In 2010, he was still collecting John
2: Cena wrestlers. All right, there we go. you're but like, also, you're like <laughs> I knew I liked him somehow. <laughs> All right, but I you knew think, I liked him. <laughs> do you think it's also a part of the Patriots bias? Like, let's say, if, like if he had the same resume, he had the same career path, like he went back to a team. Let's well, no, he, because everyone was down on Todd Bowles too. And I'm not big on Todd Bowles either. But remember when we talked, we
1: threw the question out there the other day. What do you think of Todd Bowles? And everyone's like, No, no, no! Everyone's so reactive because of w- what he did one time. It's not like Josh McDaniels has been a head coach five t- places and they also. No, but all I sucked. think that it's
2: just like it's the the DJ Williams where it's coming out like, oh, like Patriot guy. Cheater. And what
1: has DJ Williams done, by the way, since then? I mean Nothing. Hey. Go on go on a bunch of podcasts and do this and that and the other. I mean, look, and I I respect the hell out of DJ Williams. Like I said, he was a great running back back at De La Salle, back in the day, before he ever went to Miami, and was a damn good linebacker for Denver.
2: But I mean, okay. So he dimed out Josh McDaniels, that's fine. He also he also gave him some props, like you know, like if you list, like people have posted. That's the one clip that catches everyone's. High. Of course, but he was also it fits like their narrative exactly. But he was also like his attention to detail, like watching like the same play like fifty times, asking what do you see, what do you see, what do you see, you know, because he's just he's breaking down the film that meticulously. But so I mean, he's got he's got his upsides. So I think that the, it's a bad rap where I, it's just like that's the one, like you said, it fits people's narrative. I, yeah.
1: I just I just think that that's the one that's going to break you. Raider Nation is the strongest fan base, the most passionate fan base, the, the one that's going to tune in to Raider Nation radio in the middle of the summer when there ain't nothing going on football related because they want all their Raiders fixed. I get it. I'm that guy. I was always that guy. I was always that, that That's why I, ever, I, I started a podcast or I got on a podcast because I wanted to talk about the Raiders as much as possible. Let me tell you this. In the history of the Raiders, they've had 21 head coaches. Let's just start with Mike White. He came in in 95. Overall record, 15 and 17 in 32 games. Joe Bugle, a guy that all the players wanted, 4 and 12 in 16 games. Gruden the first time, 38 and 26 in 64 games. Bill Callahan, 15 and 17 in 32 games, including losing to John Gruden in the Super Bowl. Norv Turner. Great offensive mind, 9-23, 32 games. Art Shell the second time, 2-14, 16 games. Lane Kiffin, 5-15 and 15 in 20 games. Tom Cable, current offensive, uh, offensive line coach for the Raiders, 17-27 and 27 in 44 games. Hugh Jackson, 8-8 eight eight in 16 games. Dennis Allen, 8-28 in 36 games. Tony Soprano, Sperano, rest in peace, 3-9 in 12 games. Jack Del Rio, hey, there's one. 25 and 23 in 48 games. And Gruden the second time, 22, what was it? 22 and 21? No, 31. 22 and 31. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> 22. And
2: Rich Versace is 7 and 5. And Rich Versace is 7 and 5.
1: So it's not like the Raiders have some long history list of just going out and getting the best coaches ever every single time. It's not like they just have some big – you know,
2: home run rate. No, there's a lot of misses there. Passaccia and Hugh Jackson should be the leading candidates then. No, but going off record. <laughs> I mean, no, but the, the point is, it's like, you just never know
1: where you're going to get it. You never, you never know where you're going to get it. And, and that's why they're doing their due diligence. They didn't rush to judgment. They didn't go and just hire the first guy that, you know, came to mind. I think a lot of people are pissed off because Jim Harbaugh is still not being talked about. The only people who talk about Jim Harbaugh is us. The media threw it out there. How long ago did they put it out there? Well, before the season was over. What was there about still a quarter of the season left to go? Yeah. At least, right? At least three games, two or three games left, right? And they started floating the name Jim Harbaugh. And ever since then, Raider Nation has been fixated on Jim Harbaugh. So because he's not coming in for an interview, and what I said and you said and multiple others said at the very beginning, leverage, leverage to get the money back from Michigan, don't get it twisted, that that most likely is going to be the scenario. Now that it looks like that's coming to fruition, I think people are angry. But can you at least give the guy a chance before you, before you judge that it's going to be a failure? What if him and Ziegler, if he ends up getting the GM job, and whoever else, what if they put together a hell of a staff and a hell of a structure, and all of a sudden the Raiders are, are balanced and, and more put together than they ever have been? What if he goes out and based off a 10-win team that you saw last season, he goes and wins 12 games? Then all of a sudden are we having this conversation about how terrible he is and, and how you don't want to be a Raider fan anymore because they're bringing in Josh McDaniels and the, the organization is a dumpster fire? I mean, I've, hit, I've been hit with all that today, which is unbelievable. He hasn't even been interviewed yet. Can you let the guy get the job before you get mad? He hasn't even sat down. hasn't even got interviewed yet. He's probably still on the damn plane. It might, it might work out really well, though. You know something that he did really well in, 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 uh, uh, in New England last year? succeeded in the red zone, succeeded on third down. That's two things that the Raiders struggled in. You know what he does really well in the red zone? Throws the ball into the end zone to the tight end. The Raiders have a really good tight end and a guy who could throw the ball in the end zone if the play is called. I'm just
2: saying. Just throwing it out there. When it comes so, to play calling, he does he does all the, he does all the things that Raider Nation Now wants. look,
1: and, and, and being a coordinator and being a head coach is different too. That's a different ball game. You know, you're the CEO of everything. But can you give the guy a chance? And again, this could all be for not because he might not get the job. None of us know. None of us know. The Raiders have done a really good job of getting what information out that they want out and what information they don't want out, out. So I'll throw this out there to you, and then we'll hit the Raider Nation listener line. In your opinion, Raider Nation, do people, and I just mean this in general, do you believe people can grow and learn from previous failures? If yes, why can't Josh McDaniels? That's all I want to know. If you believe in your personal life, because I failed many times in my life, but I got my ass up and I kept it pushing. And I finally found a way to succeed. And I'm not where I want to be in 10 years. I'm not going to be who I am today. You know, God willing, (laughs) God willing, I'm still breathing in 10 years. That's what every one of us says. But Lord willing, I'm not who I am today in 10 years. I think that's the goal of all of us, is to continue to grow. And things that I do wrong right now, hopefully I won't do it wrong then. I'll learn from. That's all we can ask for. So if we believe that that's possible to grow over the course of 12 years, is it also possible for a guy like Josh McDaniels to learn from his earliest failures? That's all I want to know. 702-365-9200. Who we got up first, Damon? Las Vegas Lee. Las Vegas Lee, what's up, my man?
3: Hey, what's up? What's up, what's up? Hey, this is for... Uh... For all the Raider Nations that's dogging on this guy, McDaniels. He represents a lot of exactly what you need. We are struggling in the red zone. He is great in the red zone. Amongst all of his peers, he is recognized as an excellent play caller, which, I, in my opinion, we desperately needed. If we had a, great, a better play caller, if we had someone of his caliber, I think we would have been in the Super Bowl today. Third of all, he likes Derek Carr. He's not going to tear apart our team. He's going to take a few pieces and he's going to build it up and make it better. Um third of all, as far as like I was listening today, there's a gentleman that was talking with a couple of execs in the NFL, and they were talking on this very subject uh, of like what he did with the Colts. And apparently, and this is just what the guy was saying from the execs. Right, right. Is that um the Colts went in and they did the bargain with him, and as he is going, There's a couple things that came out that the Colts did not tell him. Hmm. And he went, wait a minute, right? you're not being up front. That changed the rules, and that's why he backed out of the Colts. Not just because he was not loyal, but because he thought the deal wasn't what he had said it for. Um, You can't really judge him on Denver. That's too short of a period. You know you're taking over. He's going under new quarterbacks. I honestly believe that if he gets in with his play-calling skill and his offensive coordinating mindset we could he he could be a huge piece of the missing puzzle he, he really is man i mean i i'd be really excited to see this man come in as our head coach i, I really do
1: nice um good, good stuff as far as your, oh, go, go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead you
3: know, as far as your comment about learning from mistakes yeah aren't we human isn't that how all humans learn we screw up and then we learn from our mistakes and we grow that's that's how we learn you know yeah so Don't dog the guy on things that you don't
1: know. There you go. Good stuff, man. Thank you for the call. And that's that's my point. That's my point is that, you know, we all, our our goals are, hey, if we're going to make mistakes, let's learn from them, right? Now, some people don't. Some people make mistakes and they just decide, hey, we're going to keep making the same mistakes and and hope that it, you know, is better. And I'm sure that some Raider Nation is saying that's what they feel like the organization is going to do. Keep making the same mistake and think it gets better, which is obviously the definition of insanity. But I, I like to tend to believe that, that people are going to continue to get better. We got one text on the Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Chill, Q. It will all shake out good. Peace and love to you, brother. Damon is cool, good, cool dude, too.
2: I don't know what I got to chill about. Thank you. What do I got to chill about? I don't know. Maybe just doing your job. I mean, we got to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is what I don't know what I got to chill about. I love it, though. This, I don't know. I feel like with some people, they're like, oh, why are we talking about it? It's just like <laughs> because it's the news surrounding the team that we this cover. Is,
1: this is what I do. Believe me, it's no it's no sweat off my backside. This is this is what I do. This is what I do. I enjoy it. 702-365-9200. You said Raider 27 is up next? Yep, yep. Let's hear from Raider 27. What's on your mind, my man?
4: Hey, I got Damone getting me some Titan gear.
1: Whoa. You getting him some some Titan gear, Demond? What's going on here? (laughs) Not that I recall. (laughs) Demond don't buy himself any gear, man. He's cheaper than me.
4: (laughs) No, it's Demond a tweet just to be funny. Yeah, all good. Here's the only thing I go off of, and you know me, I try to be as positive as I can all the time. Right, right. But when you look at the success rate of coaches that came out of New England, fair. It's what four ten point. it's below 500, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and they want to get a GM out of there, too. I'd feel a lot more comfortable about this whole thing if they would get someone like Dodd that's had long-term success drafting and, and getting players
5: and pair him.
4: I don't know about getting too many people from New England because <laughs> the success rate of those coaches that came out from underneath Bel- Belichick, it's just not good. And, you know, it's, you finally get a little bit of success you finally man we got to coach our team's all together we we ran four straight off at the end of the game nobody thought we at the end of the season nobody thought we could do it we make the playoffs so what do we do oh let's blow it all up right let's fire all the coaches so you know i mean i'm aren't trying to be as positive as i can but i understand how everybody feels cuz it's like why are we doing this again you know i mean this is this is why everybody calls the Raiders dysfunctional. You, you make the playoffs. You got a good team. You got a good young team. You got everything's going your way. You got to tweak a few things. But we decided, oh no, we're going to blow the whole thing up.
1: Okay, hold on real quick. Hold on. Don't go anywhere, Raider 27. The I only know, thing 20? I'll say. No, hold on real quick. Don't go anywhere. The only thing I'll say in, in defense of that is this is not a normal situation. They're not blowing it up because, you know what I mean, because they went to the playoffs and that wasn't good enough. They're blowing it up because what happened back in – early season when gruden had to step down i mean they made it through the season they made it to the playoffs now they have a really good team that's that's why i think that this is a a a dynamic situation and a really good opportunity because if mcdaniels or whoever takes over the job they're getting a playoff team they don't have to blow it up they just got to tweak it and make it better that's why i think this is different than normal but i understand what you're saying
4: yeah i agree and you know something that's you know i you know me i i I just kind of fly off the handle and then think about it. But the thing that I said all along, when I went to the Bears game, I literally called Vinny and said, Vinny, I know you've been saying this is a playoff team. This is not a playoff team. Right. Well, it was just because when I've watched the team play, I'm sitting here watching the whole field and I'm sitting here. These guys are just making so many mistakes. I mean, Mm -hmm. you get down to the five yard line and false start and yet you can't the linebacker doesn't get where he's supposed to be or he misses the tackle. You know, I realize everybody makes mistakes, but those are the kind of dumb stuff. Jump off sides on third and three or, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff's been going on all season. It it costs us moving on in the playoffs this year because every time we made a big play, either Leatherwood or Brandon Parker or, or Simpson are holding or false starting or, you know what I mean? It's just like, and so I understand. I understand why he wants uh, McDaniel's because I think he will be. Uh, he'll get a lot. He'll you know a lot of attention to detail, and maybe he can be the one that finally cleans that stuff up. It's just it's hard for us to stomach a. A patriot <laughs> right <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> i got you hey i got you and i think that that's that's a major part of it i know it's a major part of it as a raider fan hey look i get it man i get it the patriots are the ones that you're supposed to hate but look my my thing is and i've said this before i don't feel like that uh the the right head coach has to have raider ties you know i don't feel like they have to be someone that has some you know uh came from the the tree of in the insert any great Raider back in the past. At some point, you need to just get the best guy for the job, and I think that's what Mark Davis is attempting to do. Uh, great call there, Raider 27. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, well, let's find out. Let's find out about Josh McDaniels. Let's find out about Dave Ziegler. How have they grown? How has Josh McDaniels grown? Well, Mike DeBate, host of Locked
0: On Patriots, he'll tell us next on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness roughness. here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Joining us now on the
1: phone lines to talk a little Josh McDaniels, dip into a little Dave Ziegler, maybe even a little Gerard Mayo. Got my guy Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots. And, Mike, I do appreciate your time and Boy, I'll tell you, the news cycle sure doesn't slow down at all, and Raider Nation is all up in a frenzy right now because Josh McDaniel's name is floated out there with the Raiders head coach, potential head head coaching position. He's going to interview with the team on Saturday. So a lot of Raider Nation's upset about this, but I wanted to go to you. You're the source. You're the guy right there with boots on the ground. What have you seen from Josh McDaniels now that he's been back with the Patriots as the offensive coordinator uh, since his, you know, almost almost married the Colts and left him at the altar and then obviously what happened in Denver. But what have you seen from Josh McDaniels? How has he grown?
5: Yeah, I think that Josh McDaniels has grown by leaps and bounds, Q. I think there's a lot that Raider Nation can be excited about if, in fact, Josh does end up in Las Vegas. Look, bottom line, there were some growing pains in Denver. There's no question about it. There were rumors about uh, mishandling of personalities and things of that nature. I think Josh has grown an awful lot. I think he's really come into his own, getting a chance to come back, work with Tom Brady for a few years. Uh, The job that he did with Mac Jones this year in uh, New England and really bringing the rookie quarterback along was so big for his development. He's learned to be a better, more complete offensive coordinator. I think he has a greater understanding of defensive strategies as well. That's going to help him. Uh, this is a guy that I believe is ready to take that next step. So will there be growing pains? Absolutely. He hasn't been a head coach in quite some time. There has been some uh, you know, time that has gone by since he's held those reins in Denver. But this is a job that I think he's ready to take. And if Las Vegas is serious about bringing Josh in, Along with Dave Ziegler, that's a pretty good one-two combination.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like it's pretty serious. You know, again, we got to see what happens when the interviews go down. We know Ziegler's already interviewed with the Raiders, and it sounds like they could, like you mentioned, come with the one-two combo of Ziegler and McDaniels. But the offense is what I'm intrigued by because I saw that, you know, the third down offense was really successful for the Patriots. The red zone offense was really successful with the Patriots. Both areas that the Raiders struggled. So what about his offense? What about his play calling and design has been so much improved that that has helped that offense so much
5: well I think playing to his pl- his players strengths and that's exactly what Josh did this year in New England. He was very very good about pairing Mac Jones with a prolific tight end that could make those type mm. of red zone threats and be that third down machine that you really need Mac Jones Hunter Henry that was a great combination. You know as well as anyone that Derek Carr and Darren Waller is a pretty good one-two combination at that position as well. And I think someone like Derek, who's already a very established quarterback, one of the top tier in this league, will definitely benefit from having someone like Josh McDaniels, who is sort of a quarterback whisperer when it comes to what he can do. He worked with the best in the game for a number of years. A little bit of Tom Brady rubs off on him, but let's not take credit away from Josh in that regard as well. uh, One of his biggest strengths and one of his greatest prowess was being able to design plays and design schemes that allowed tom brady to play to his strength so i think in a lot of ways what he can do with Derek carr guys like darren waller i think is really really exciting um this could be a very good spot for him because the pieces are in place for the type of offense that josh mcdaniels loves to employ
1: you know my ears perked up as soon as you said that he likes the play players in position to succeed you know what i mean because that's one of the things play to the players uh, strength you know not not try to fit what you want to do fit what they do really well and Waller obviously dynamic like you mentioned Carr has a great relationship with him and I'll tell you I mean in New England they've done a lot over the years with not a whole lot you know not a whole lot of superstar talent or whatever I know they went out and spent a lot of money in free agency to go get some guys but for the most part man their offense has been pretty damn good with again not the superstars there Uh, what do you think he could do with a guy like Hunter Renfro
5: oh there definitely is a a great opportunity there I mean you're talking about a versatile receiver someone that can really get open in the open field can be used out of the slot can be used on the outside josh mcdaniels loves these types of re- of wide receivers and we've seen him do it with slot guys all his career going back to the days where he was a an offensive assistant working with you know people like troy brown and then yeah. you know working with someone like a wes welker or a danny Amendola or a, a julian edelman and really being able to cultivate players like this but josh is really he's very versatile at being able to work with a lot of different types of receivers the job that he did with jacoby myers this year in new england is really something to to marvel at when you look at what jacoby had been uh, undrafted free agent coming in very raw a lot of talent but not a whole lot of pedigree He gave Jacoby a lot of pedigree, and credit to Jacoby Myers. He did everything that was required of him and more. But this is a guy that could really be a weapon in the slot, could be a a yards eater, and someone that can really be a reliable target. With someone like Rentro, with his You know, uh, for lack of a better term, with his athleticism and the job that he can do and being able to get open speed, uh, this is something that I would really look uh, uh, for. And I think Josh would take this as probably one of his best challenges and also one of his best chances to shine as head coach of the Raiders.
1: Talking all things Josh McDaniels and Patriots, and we're going to get into some Dave Ziegler right now. Got Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots, with us here. And uh, I wanted to ask you about just Josh McDaniels in in general, because again, a lot of folks talked about his time at Denver, uh, leaving the Colts at the altar or whatever, but what uh, what makes him different than the guys that have come from the Belichick tree outside of Brian Flores that haven't been so successful when they leave New England? What will make him different?
5: I think the experience in Denver humbled Josh a little bit. I think it forced him to listen to his players a little bit more, make sure he has the finger on the pulse of the team before he moves forward with any type of you know, changes in schemes, changes in philosophies. Josh is not going to come in gangbusters and say, okay, this is it. This is the new, uh, you know, era here. It's my way or the highway. I'm going to run it the way I want to run it. You know, he's not going to be an I run my unit how I run my unit kind of guy. I think he's going to come in, listen to the players, understand that this was a playoff team this year. He's not coming into a, you know, a 1-16 in team that really, you know, is completely in shambles and needs an overhaul. The Raiders have a great nucleus on both sides of the ball. Josh is going to recognize that. And I think he's going to look to be able to build on that, really develop more of a synergy with his players this time around. Um, all the indications are in my you know years of covering him in the last few years is that Josh is someone that is very easy to talk to. The Players love playing for him. They'll do anything that he asks because they believe in his ability to maximize their talent. If he can get the team on both sides of the ball to buy into that, this could be a bright future for the Raiders. Was this something that
1: – uh people in new england were are anticipating was it something about hey this offseason Josh McDaniels could be on the go and and have you heard any rumblings about the raiders up until you know the last few days
5: Well, the Raiders rumblings really only started within the last few days, at least as far as I'm concerned. Uh, The information that I was hearing out of, uh, you know, obviously the end of the Patriots season indicated that Josh might be in demand. There might be some uh, ground swelling. Uh, The Raiders were actually mentioned among those teams, but those rumors really didn't pick up steam until a few days ago. With regard to whether or not there was any buzz surrounding him for the entire year, uh that really was i think living in the moment there were times where josh was uh you know really criticized for a lack of aggressiveness with mac jones and kind of keeping the training wheels on him so to speak and there were some you know difficulties there but as the season wore on and max started to show his prowess it started to become a possibility that josh mcdaniels may be opening up some eyes and look we know that the situation in indianapolis left a bad taste in people's mouths. And essentially he pulled the Shawn Michaels and then super kicked, you know, the the, the (laughs) Indianapolis Colts and then throw them through a window that doesn't sit well with a lot of teams. And I know it doesn't sit well in Indianapolis, but at the same time, eventually you look at the guy's prowess. And I think the Raiders and Mark Davis are looking at this and saying, this might be an opportunity too good to pass up especially when you compare him with someone like a Dave Ziegler
1: yeah and that's exactly where I wanted to go next is with Dave Ziegler because he has already interviewed for the open GM job and uh, it seems to me like this would be a one-two punch Ziegler and Mc, and, and McDaniels if they uh, if they do in fact go in that direction what does Ziegler bring to the table what what does he mean to the Patriots organization what would the Raiders be getting in him if he did become the GM?
5: Uh, great young personnel mind, someone whose uh, stock has continued to rise in this organization as someone that not only is very savvy when it comes to pro level talent at the free agency level, but Dave Ziegler had a big hand in what the Patriots did this year in the draft. And Raiders fans can look at Mac Jones at the top of that draft, but they can also look at Christian Barmore they can also look at Ramondre Stevenson mm. who came in and was a huge opportunity uh you know with uh, for him to uh, become a one-two combination with someone like a Damian Harris and then there are different you know Uh, draft picks that were chosen for this team that haven't really showed their prowess yet, but really do have a lot of promise. Ronnie Perkins, uh, you know, is someone that is expected to take a step in year two after essentially redshirting. Cameron McGrone was someone that I know the Patriots front office was very high on. And from what I've heard, Dave Ziegler was a big part of that in bringing in a young, athletic, uh, thumping type of uh, a linebacker that could come in and be a difference maker in this defense, obviously uh, injury prevented him from playing this year, but these are the moves that I would look at if I'm a Raiders fan and say Dave Ziegler can bring that type of prowess and that type of talent. He knows Josh McDaniels very well, knows the type of offense and the type of scheme he'd like to run. He's going to look at this draft and free agency if in fact this does end up happening, That's the type of synergy these two are going to have, and they know each other very well. That's an important part of GM-coach relationship is knowing what the other one wants. You're not going to have that problem in Las Vegas if these two guys are running the show.
1: And I know that you're just kind of looking from a a distance, from an outsider's point of view. Obviously, I'm here in Las Vegas, but uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on on how attractive you think these guys think that the the job is. Because from all reports is the Raiders didn't want to ask for a formal interview until they knew that Josh McDaniels would potentially say yes to the interview. That's just the reports that I'm reading. So to me, it feels like, and I've been saying that I think that this Raiders job is a very, very attractive one for multiple reasons. And if you go and put some... You know, some of the the structure that the Patriots have, and I know a lot of teams have tried to do the Patriot way and it hasn't worked out, but if you try to bring some of that structure that the Patriots have, it really could turn into a hell of an organization or or a hell of an opportunity. How much do you think that those guys, uh, Ziegler and, and McDaniels, is looking at it like that from that point of
5: view? Oh, absolutely. That is definitely factoring in. You look at the prowess that this team has on both sides of the ball. And again, this is a playoff team. This is a team that really went through an awful lot this year. And you know, Q, you know, all the, you know, the John Gruden mess and just, you know, coming through and trying to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, there was the Henry Ruggs and there was so much that this adversity that this team had to go through this year just to be able to make sense of what was going on on the field. They not only did that, but they came out and they played extremely well, John. Josh knows what it takes to succeed in this game. He's done it in New England now for a better part of two decades, and he's been you know, right involved with all this right from the beginning. So when you look at someone like Josh McDaniels, who has been around winning teams and winning organizations for the better part of his career, he knows the type of environment he's going into. I guarantee you this was a, probably priority one for him in terms of jobs that might have been open. You look at that and you say, oh, okay, I can go in. I can work with Derek Carr. I can work with Darren Waller. I can work with these guys to try to, you mentioned on a There's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. And at the end of the day, I mean, who doesn't want to play half their home games in Las Vegas? I mean, come on, <laughs> this, is, this is great. You know, I mean, Josh is going, we're going to get we're going to hit with two feet of snow here in New England. I mean, he's looking over at the desert saying, eh, that's pretty good. I can take this. I can do this.
1: <laughs> right, absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, that's a great mic drop moment right there. And Mike, you're fantastic as always, man. I love getting the 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 down low and the the information from you, all things Patriots. And in this particular time, talking some Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels as they could potentially be uh, Don in the Silver in black maybe next season if uh, if these interviews go really well coming up this weekend well what do you got coming out on uh locked on patriots that uh, folks should be on the lookout for maybe even get a little bit more background on these guys
5: well absolutely we're going to be talking josh mcdaniels and dave ziggler tomorrow <laughs> and potential replacements in new england so yeah. if the raiders are looking to keep your friends close but your enemies closer and you want to know what new england's going to do to fill that void might want to tune in over the weekend uh but uh, a lot of draft content coming up uh, a lot of free agency content coming Coming up, uh, year in review, uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, Locked on Patriots, free and available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: There he goes. Raider Nation giving us a breakdown right there of not only Josh McDaniels, but Dave Ziegler, two guys that could potentially by I don't know, the end of Saturday, the end of Sunday, maybe Monday, could potentially be part of the Raiders organization. But a great breakdown again from my guy, Mike DeBate. Many thanks to him. Again, check him out on Locked On Patriots, host of the show. He does a great job. This is how we get down, man. We're going to take you behind the scenes, get you all the information you need to know on each and every person that is associated with the Silver and black. This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm gonna have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just got a couple minutes left in hour number one of the show, but don't
1: worry, Raider Nation, we got two more to go. That's right, one to four p.m. on this Friday, heading you into the weekend the right way, and of course, Vinny Boston, you are four to six p.m. in the huddle. Follows this show. Going to keep the party rolling. Mailman Raider hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line. That's a fantastic text. I love it. I could just cause the reason I love this text before I read it. I could picture him saying it. Like I can, I can picture him at the house, walking around the house or wherever he's at right now, maybe delivering mail and saying this out loud. Sometimes that's what I do. I used to always uh, the time I used to always catch myself talking to myself. The most was when I was mowing the lawn back in Texas. I'd be mowing the lawn and I'd be listening to something, then I start having that conversation out loud. And the wife always said, "You know, I can hear you inside. You're probably the loudest dude on the block." And I didn't realize it because I had my headphones on, so I was always louder than I needed to be. So it's kind of similar to what the people in the hallway now say about me. As I walked outside during the break, and everyone's just looking at me, "Why are you so loud?" But hey, that's what we do. Mailman Raider said, "Here, I'll have my own opinion and who I want as a head coach, but you'll never hear me say I'm giving up on my team. A fan should root for who is on his team and then not root for and when they went until they're not on the team no more." My bad. Raider Nation is a nation divided right now. Honestly, those fans should go to another team. If you can't hang with us at a, at our lowest point, you don't deserve us at our best. I'm a Raider for life, and the shield on my leg proves that. Speaking of shields on the leg, and Dr. Jen will appreciate oh, this.
2: Oh, dang. Went to go see her the other day, actually.
1: Did you? Yeah. I forgot. I Shout out to Dr., yeah. Dr. Jen and Andy. Yep, yep. I forgot that earlier in the season, you said on this very radio show that if the Raiders made the playoffs, you were going to get a shield tattoo. You were going to get a Raider tattoo, and I had forgot. You That's were in wild. the clear, and Dr. Jen brought it up to us. Matter of fact, the day of the playoff game. That's wild. When we were at the M Resort. So, shout out to Dr. Jen. So, I want to know.
2: Inquiring my minds want to know, Damon, when knows. are you getting this Raider tattoo? That's wild, man. I mean, if somebody... I don't know
1: what that means. I say it all the time, but I don't man, know what that means. Man.
2: like I said, it's just wild. It's... Is you know, it's hard to fathom, you know, so I don't know. But I know we got some calls to get to. I mean, if somebody can go back and find me the tape. Oh, I can do that. I, I have that ability in the, in the office. That's well, all I mean, good. You ain't going to spend your time to find, like, the exact show. You ain't going to do it. Bruh. I know you ain't going to do okay.
1: it. <laughs> okay. You, you tell me what I ain't going to do. I'll tell you what I ain't going to do. You don't have
2: the time. Oh, I got
1: plenty of time, brother. It's the weekend. I got plenty of time. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Let's talk to our guy, Dustin and NorCal. What's on your mind, brother
3: Hey, what's up, man? I will go get another tattoo with you, too, man.
1: Let's add another Raider shield to me. Let's go. Boom, there it is. There it is. You got <laughs> you got company Let's now, go. DeMond. Let's go.
3: Hey, no, I'm Just Before I got to what I got to say, I was going to say this Raider Nation has really changed the layers of being a fan this year, man. I'm really grateful for you guys um, keeping it at work, you know, at the farm. And uh, as far as, as search search, I mean, the coach was, you know, seven and six with that playoff loss. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe – I know D.C.'s got a lot of leverage here. Maybe he don't want Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh coming in is going to be kind of that guy who's my way or the highway, change everything. And maybe this is like a compromise. Get him somebody offense, an offensive guy. We've been talking about our offense sputtering like. Mm-hmm. Who else is out there? Right. No? Who else? Let's get some offense. Let's do this. We got the D. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Seven and six. That's not. I'm not jumping out of my seat. I'm 37. And also people saying they're going to jump ship, man. Y'all, y'all got some brittle spirit. Dave Chappelle said, brittle spirit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, look, the thing about it is I think Josh McDaniels, if he does, in fact, get the job, which, of course, we don't know, but if he does get the job, I think he'll be good for Derek Carr. I really do. I think he'll uh, open up uh, up a little bit more because you saw what he was able to do with Mac Jones, and Mac Jones was a rookie. Derek Carr is an eight-year vet going on nine. Derek Carr could do a lot more, in my opinion, than Mac Jones. He wins, by the way. Josh McDaniels wins with pocket passers.
2: And he helped Cam Newton win seven games. I think that's the more impressive feat to me. Yeah. To go like, oh, we just had Tom Brady. We finished up this legendary run. Right. And who are we bringing in? The complete opposite. Yeah. A washed Cam Newton? Right. And and, and then go to the playoffs
1: with a rookie. I'm not mad at that. Let's go out to Darkside Don. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show.
6: Yo, what's good? Chiller, man. Um... First, I'm a, I'm a, I want to answer your question first. Okay. The, the, the 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 answer to that is absolutely. It's a fair point what you said. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering why why does it always have to be us trying it out? Like, I, I remember the 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 the, the part two of Shell. I remember mm-hmm. Aaron Brooks fumbling the football the yeah. first two plays of the season. Yep. I remember sitting in the L.A. Coliseum and watching the Raiders kick to Eric Metcalf over and over <laughs> and over and over again, and him scoring four touchdowns on four punt returns. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing this. Right. I, re- I, I remember the heartbreak that I felt when Todd Morinovich got drafted and did what he did. I, right. remember, I remember begging people, please, please don't draft Jamarcus Russell or Brady Quinn because neither one of these quarterbacks are anything. Like, I remember these things. So, as a Raider fan, it, 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 it's kind of like maybe punch drunk, mm-hmm. maybe scared to, to, of, of now you know finally making it to the playoffs, right And the last time we made it to the playoffs, we had a coaching change, and then right after that coaching change we went four and twelve. It's kind of like why are we continuously trying to outthink the process?
1: Okay, hold on, real quick. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Last time that the Raiders made it to the playoffs, it was twenty sixteen. They didn't have a coaching change till following the, the twenty seventeen season. Jack Del Rio lost that team in twenty seventeen. That's why. That's why they had to make a change.
6: Well, I I agree. I agree. But remember when when we went we, we went to the playoffs in twenty sixteen. Yeah. The following season, Musgrave was gone.
1: Yeah. Well, he. Yeah. He. He. Uh, that was a Del Rio that, thing. That, remember that, that was Del Rio.
6: Right, but that's what I mean by the coaching change. I yeah. wasn't necessarily gotcha. saying the, the HC. Gotcha. I'm just the the the, the X's and O's, man. got gotcha. gotcha. Yep. And and Downey came in and ruined the whole sit <laughs> and won the whole offense. You yeah, don't get like, me started was... about that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and remember yeah. that was Derek yeah. Carr's homeboy. Remember that's yeah, that's was, what they it kept it selling. Was
6: the best win. It was <laughs> the best win. So I, I mean, I'm not. Look, this morning I was on the edge because I really. It's not about me disliking the Patriots. I do dislike the Patriots, right? But I hate I hate the Chiefs more, right? You know, As you I, I hate the Broncos more. You know, so I I I understand you know where people are coming from, but that's not what the angle I'm coming from. I'm coming from the angle of I've been through, you've been through, the Raider Nation has been through a whole lot of stuff, and when we're finally maybe looking at some light, are you really? Is it possible that you could be putting on blinders again? That's, I think that's where a lot of people are coming from. It's not necessarily so much that they just hate Josh McDaniels or they don't like Josh McDaniels. I I, I don't believe that the caller that you had on was really sold. I mean, he, he told us what we already know. The dude can coach an offense. We knew that. I don't think that that was something that the Raiders, uh, Raider Nation was actually thinking about or, 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 or not liking. I'm, I, I think that it's coming from a point of where we're at now. What, what's wrong? You can go and get a O C. You can go and get a Joe Brady. and call X's and O's if it's just that serious. You can go and get somebody, but why break the 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 the, the, the consistency of what's going on in the locker room now? All
1: right, good stuff, man. I, I had to I had to uh, cut you short. That was a really good call though, and uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it on the other side. We'll start talking about it. Uh, we're gonna kick into hour number two of unnecessary roughness. Take a quick break. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.